Hey everyone, Emily Abadi here bringing you another installment of Five Minute Friday. We made it to the weekend. Oh, you know, I had a short week. I took Monday off uh, to go to a little getaway, actually, physically called the Getaway Cabin in the Eastern Catskills. And it was so wonderful, so much fun. If you've never heard of these cabins, so to speak, they're uh, little kind of trailers almost, I would call them. I think there's wheels on one side of these so they can be moved. But basically, it is a small cabin with a bed and a two-burner stove. Uh, It has a fridge and running water and a bathroom and a shower and heat. Uh, And that's really all you need. It's also an area with minimal cell phone service. So it was really nice for me just to, as I said, get away and unplug and have some uh, time off. But alas, I'm excited we're back to the weekend. I'm excited and looking forward to jumping in to the new Hurdle Book Club pick, Bravey by Lexi Pappas. And uh, to sign up for that, the link to do that is in the show notes. Book Club, I'm announcing right now, is going to be uh, at the end of the month, next month on February 23rd. So again, link to sign up for that is in the show notes. For 5-Minute Friday this week, if you're new to the series, I typically on Fridays offer up a story from my week or of recent times to share with you. Then I give you a thought prompt to take you into the weekend and share some of my content picks, the things that I think are awesome from the past seven days or things that I have found recently because sometimes I'm late to the party, stuff to do, all of that good stuff. So, This week, I'm thinking a lot about boundaries and social media. I know I touched on this uh, a few times, I think, over the last year or so, but in 2020, I got really deliberate with how I was interacting with social media. And I say that uh, specifically, like I started to pay attention to the people or the accounts that I was following and became really cognizant that I control my own energy. So if I was opening my Instagram feed, for example, and I was seeing stuff there that didn't make me feel stellar, I took ownership over the fact that I can stop following this person or mute this person or what have you. And so I went through a really big phase in the middle of 2020 where I decided to both unfollow a bunch of accounts and also maybe block, to be honest, some people from viewing my account or my Instagram story. And I realized that regardless of who the people were that I blocked, some of them were old friends that I felt like for a long time I had been chasing or uh, perhaps ex-boyfriends or other relationships, flings, maybe even former colleagues. I realized that with some of these people, I was concerned about what they might think if I blocked them, but not as concerned as I should have been with how allowing them access to my life made me feel. It could have been years, months, weeks, days since we last communicated, but I felt as though there was something unhealthy about the fact that some of these people may not have necessarily wanted anything to do with the real me, but they wanted access to my digital life. And 
I understand that I only have so much control over who has access to my digital life because I am a public person. But in the Instagram world, when you can see who has, quote unquote, watched your story, it definitely plays like some sort of it makes you go through some mental gymnastics, right? Um, You know, there would be times where some of these individuals, I would see their name on the scene list in my Instagram story, and I would find like some strange satisfaction despite knowing that that view literally means nothing. There are so many reasons why this person their name could show up on that list. They could have not been even watching it all, just going through the motions of of mindlessly going through their feed and just happen to stumble upon it. It doesn't mean, uh, you know, in the relationship sense this, that this person wants to date you again. It doesn't mean in uh, a work sense that maybe someone wants to work with you. It could mean a thousand different things, despite what it might feel like it means. That's just me reiterating this, putting out a little PSA. And the other thing is that when they wouldn't look at my story, perhaps, sometimes it felt like an unnecessary blow to my ego. I feel like you can probably relate. And so finally, one day, I decided to take matters into my own hands uh, after a phone call that I had with a friend of mine where I literally said the sentence, I am just tired of looking to see if certain people looked at my Instagram. And again, like, I get it. This is like the lamest thing to talk about, but it's so true. And I was emotional about it. And so she just said to me, she said, then make it so you don't have to deal with that and block them. And so I did. I can't recommend this enough. (laughs) I was definitely anxious at first. um, And I kind of I definitely wondered what kind of message the block was sending. And of course, this is me being overanalytical and looking into things. But I had for so long prioritized their well-being and how they might feel about my actions instead of just prioritizing my mental health and where I was at. With time, post-block, I actually felt great and I felt free. And maybe it sounds weird, but it's true now. I'm not really someone who holds grudges, and I would say I went through uh, this whole block situation, cleaning up my Instagram, probably in like July or August of last year. Uh, Come the turn of the new year, something clicked inside of me as someone who like doesn't really hold grudges that I wanted to, to release that list. And I thought to myself... I don't want to necessarily restrict this anymore. I want to free it into the world. And if for some reason, like these interactions or whatever comes from this, does it make me feel good again? Then I can just go back to the block mentality. And as their names of the the different people that I let back into my life, so to speak, as their names slowly started popping back up in the list, it did not trigger the same anxiety like it used to. Like whether or not these people ever play an active role in my life ever again, I definitely felt just so much more at peace with the state of the relationships or with some of them with the lack thereof of relationships. One of these people recently reached out to me and we really had a really good conversation about what happened and a reckoning, I would say. And since then, now we talk pretty regularly and I noticed in our conversations over the last couple of months that he's made a really big concerted effort to check in on me from time to time, more so than uh, in a long time in this relationship. And 
you know, he'll ask me about my day. He'll ask me about the stuff I post on Instagram. He'll ask me about how my morning run was or what a workout was or how work is going. Just the usual stuff that friends just check in with you about from time to time. And yesterday we were talking about something uh, and I referenced uh, something I mentioned in my Instagram story. And he said to me, you know, I still can't see your Instagram story. I had no clue. I had no clue that I didn't remove him from the block list. And instantly I just had this moment of deep appreciation for the interactions we had just had over the last couple months. Like, I really valued this person asking me real questions instead of assuming that they knew what was going on in my life outside of the the stuff that they were seeing on social media. And it made me wonder, like, is this what it was like when we didn't have Instagram? Is this what it was like when we didn't have Facebook or Twitter and we weren't so quote unquote in the loop? To be honest, I, I don't really remember <laughs> much about life before this time. But what I do know is that I really really appreciated that opportunity because it was a really nice reality check for me. You know, I I long for more of these relationships. I want the kind of relationships where people check in on you despite following you on social and they ask questions regardless of what they've seen and they don't make assumptions based on carefully curated 15 second clips of someone's life on an app. That's what I want. And so I apologize to him. He said, I will promise to keep up asking you things. I removed him from the blocked list. And he made a joke like, maybe you should just keep me muted. (laughs) My takeaway from all of this, I feel like I'm getting into ramble territory, is check in, you know, check in regularly and keep the people in your circle, both on the gram and IRL, Keep the ones that make you feel full around. You know, we have the opportunity to control the energy in our lives and how we nourish our very being, especially now. Shit is hard, right? And to be honest with you, that's not changing. So we gotta take care of each other. We need each other. And in larger doses than what you see on an Instagram story. My prompt for you this week, what's one positive way you can shift your use of social media, whether it's with the accounts you follow or don't follow or the apps maybe that you want to use less or more? Again, what is one positive way you can shift your use of social media? Highlights of the week, links to all of this stuff can be found in the show notes. If you are local to New York, check out the Whalebone Shop. I'm a huge fan of Whalebone Magazine. And the other day I was in the West Village when I stumbled upon their super adorable shop on Bleecker. Inside the shop, you can do way more than just read the magazine. Throughout January, actually, Athleta is popping up inside. You can eat plant-based ice cream for free, I think. You can shop some of their favorite picks from local businesses. And of course, uh, Caffeine Fiends, you can snag a nitro coffee from a cool brand called Sail Away. So definitely check that out if you are local. 
a reading pick. Shout out to Bex Gentry for this recommendation. If you missed our chat on the podcast from earlier this week, definitely check it out. Bex recommended read Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey. I just got my copy in the mail. I'm looking forward to diving in maybe after I read Brady. As Bex explained on the show on Monday, basically McConaughey's outlook is that people love green lights in life, right? Like we like to be just smooth sailing, but we don't necessarily love red and yellow lights because they often indicate hardships. In the book, McConaughey talks about how life's yellow and red lights ultimately turn to green if you shift your perspective. There's a lot more in there, but I really like that mentality and I like that takeaway. I've got a watch for you, Love Life on HBO Max. The other night I was asking for recommendations for my next binge watch show. I've gone through Bridgerton and Industry and The Undoing. Uh, And so this was one of the ones that came into the mix from all of you. Uh, Basically, it follows Anna Kendrick as she hunts for love in her 20s and 30s living in New York City. Obviously, feels pretty applicable to me and my life. It's pretty mindless, but it's entertaining. And if you're looking for an easy watch, this is a good one to add to your list. Listen, Brene Brown with Tim Ferriss and Dax Shepard on podcasting, daily practices, and the long and winding path to healing. This is on Brene's podcast. I have talked about how much I love Tim Ferriss and Dax Shepard on the show before. The three of them together are really funny. I laughed a lot listening to this. And I really, uh, I also appreciate their perspective on the idea of having a flexible identity and how sometimes it can be really, really difficult for us to be honest with ourselves, maybe sometimes more so than being honest with other people. So give that a listen. And I think that's it. As always, if there is something you are hunting for, a link you are looking for, uh, recommendations you seek, I'm here to please. I'm here to offer. So if there's something that you want to hear about on 5-Minute Friday, or if throughout your week you consume some awesome content or a show, a book, a podcast, an article that you think the hurdlers would love, I am always all ears. Feel free to send me your recommendations over to emily at hurdle.us. At Hurdle Podcast and at Emily Abadi on social media. With that, another hurdle conquered. Catch you guys next time.